All conversations and information contained within the Total Health and Fitness Podcast is intended for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse anything you hear on this show with treatment, medical advice, or direction. Nothing on this podcast is meant to supplement or supersede the relationship with your medical caretakers. Although James is a licensed massage therapist, certified health coach, personal trainer, yoga, and martial arts instructor, he is not functioning in these roles in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who appear on this show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Total Health and Fitness Podcast. I am your host, James. Thank you for joining me for another episode. And this week's episode, we're going to do another guest interview, and we're going to be returning a subject that's near and dear to my heart, which is the subject of yoga. And to do that, my guest today is a very accomplished yogi. She's a uh, Yoga Alliance registered 500-hour teacher. She's a Yoga Alliance certified um, educational provider. She has studied Ashtanga Yoga with David Swinson. She has studied restorative yoga with our uh, previous guest, Gail Grossman. And she's a studied alignment uh, therapeutic yoga with Corwin. And aside from all of that, she's just a, an amazing yogi and an amazing person. So I want to thank Deborah for being here. Deborah Corsito for being here with us today. Thank you, James. It's wonderful to be here. I really am feeling honored. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy you uh, agreed to be on the show. I'm looking forward to this conversation. And I, I hope I didn't leave out any of your primary yoga accomplishments here. You have quite a resume. So if there's anything I left out, I apologize. Honestly, I didn't even know I had that many credentials. I'm impressed with myself right now. Sounds good. <laughs> so just to give a little background for the audience, um, and Deborah, you can fill me in if I'm correct, because the one thing about doing podcasting I've learned is when you, you talk to a guest about the past, you realize how sometimes there's gaps in your memory or you remember <laughs> things inc incorrectly. But um, I think we first met uh, when the training station in Port Washington was opening up that yoga studio and mm. we were looking to expand the yoga program. And I think we first met actually at the training station when I was, um, I guess, interviewing you to see if you wanted to be one of the teachers on the schedule. Do you know what I remember, James? I had just completed my teacher training. So it was about late 2009, early 2010. And yes, you were just opening up that room, the yoga studio over at training station. I subbed a class for a very popular yoga teacher one Sunday morning, and you took that class. And I recognized your face, but I didn't know from where. And you contacted me like within a week or two and said, hey, would you be interested? We're starting up this new thing at training station and would you be interested in teaching? And at the time, I think I was teaching maybe one yoga class a week and doing a lot of subbing for other teachers. And it was just a huge opportunity. I have been teaching at training station ever since. So what was that? If it was 2010, 12 years ago, yeah, I've been teaching yeah. in that room <laughs> ever since. And it's still one of my favorite places to teach. Just such a wonderful family over there but yeah i think that's how we met well thank you for saying that i'm glad you're still i'm glad you're still teaching there and i'm glad you are and have enjoyed it for all these years and yeah i think now that you say that i i think i went i mean obviously by the time i i reached out to you we were obviously doing the doing the room and the expansion and the program but uh i think i took your class i think i knew you were going to sub because i think jen 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 scott told me Ooh, that, that's possible she told me that you were a good possibility for a teacher. And then I think I took your class and 
yeah, I think I was just like, uh, I reached out to you. I, I don't even, I, I mean, I, was, I, I didn't do this much with people anyway, but I don't think you did a demo or anything, right? I just said. No, because well, you had taken the class, I think that you oh, okay, probably yeah. felt that that was the audition. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't do any kind of demo or anything like that. But it's funny that you mentioned that I just saw Jen last Friday. We went for a walk in the preserve. And um, it's amazing to me how long these relationships have lasted and how they've grown and everything. Um She's another teacher who just inspires me so much. Yeah, Jen is amazing. And a good I mean, friend. Yes, she's she's incredible. I uh, yeah, because I, I how long have I known Jen since we did our teacher training? Which right. I think was like how many years ago? I can't remember. I think maybe two thousand four or six. Wow, um, just time. Yeah, time we all goes, feel but, old. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, but yeah, and you've been you were fabulous. I, I would just want to say, you know, if I've never said it to you while we were working together, that you were an amazing teacher, um, a fabulous part of our of the yoga program there when I was when I was running it, and continue continue to be so. So so I I, I want to thank you for agreeing to teach. I know you were brand new out of your teacher training was an amazing opportunity, but I, I always look at it. We had, it was amazing that you um, jumped on board and have stayed with it this whole time. So, so thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like I said, it, you know, I've taught um, in so many different kinds of environments. I've taught in yoga studios. I've taught in, you know, those big uh, national chain gyms and stuff like that. And uh, fitness clubs, whatever you want to call them. You know, I've taught in people's living rooms, you know, you name it, libraries, whatever. But um, that little room and training station is like a second home to me. It absolutely is. Oh, well, that's, it's, again, so, so wonderful to hear. Um, so I'm grateful to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, but I, so I guess that kind of leads, um, you know, since we give it a little bit about our background and how we know each other, it's, it's probably good to like jump further back and just talk about what your, what drew you to yoga to begin with, even before becoming a teacher, what drew you to actually the practice of yoga? Do you know what's interesting about that? I mean, throughout my life, I had um, issues with anxiety. I had issues with depression. I mean, I think pretty much everybody can say that to a certain extent these days. I just think like, you know, the political environment, the the social environment that we live in now just leans towards that, that we're all struggling a little bit with um, finding our place in the world. And yoga was just something that I always had in the back of my head, you know, maybe I should try that. You know, I didn't really know that much about it. What ended up happening that, you know, pushed me over the edge to actually try it was, I'm trying to remember the year now, my youngest son, who is now going to be 18, was about one. So maybe 17 years ago, let's say, I started suffering from severe anxiety and panic attacks. Hmm. You know, and I don't, you know, want to get into like what triggered all of that at the time. But, you know, if you've ever experienced, you know, real panic attacks, that's just a big old high level step above, you know, just the generalized low key anxiety that a lot of us just live with. And I was not coping well with the medications the doctors had tried me on. I was not coping well in general. I found that taking walks, pushing the baby in the stroller was one of the best ways to get out of my head. As long as I was moving, I found myself just able to, you know, free myself from the constant thinking that was drawing me into the panic. And on one of those walks, it just so happens that I was pushing the stroller past Om Sweet Om Yoga Studio, may she rest in peace, when back when it was on yeah. Avenue A, 
And I walked past it and I saw the sign and I stopped and said, well, wait a second, maybe I'll go in and just ask, you know, like, what's this all about? So I really started by signing up for a mom and baby yoga class because I had the baby with me at the time. And the nice lady behind the front desk said, oh, you know, you should sign up. We're just going to start this uh, series of mom and baby yoga. And uh, it took off from there. I started taking classes with him. And then I started taking classes without him. And I started discovering that the movement and the breathing and the practice of yoga was also really therapeutic and really helping me cope with the anxiety, cope with the panic, cope with that constant state of sort of revving high, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, at the time, you know, my kids were very young. So it was always like trying to, you know, get a babysitter or find a way that I could get to yoga class. Maybe I was taking one class a week. If I could, I could get to two classes a week. That was great. But I, I don't want to say that it was magic. It wasn't like, you know, press a button and all your problems are solved, but it became this huge tool in my toolbox for dealing with my mental health issues at the time when medication really wasn't doing it, when, you know, current traditional medicine just wasn't able to help me. And the yoga did. So it became something I wanted to do all the time. Wow, that's amazing. Do you, um, Aside from like the, I guess the mommy and me classes that you kind of started with, did, uh, was there any particular style of, of yoga that you were like doing to start with that really got you into it? In the it? beginning, really, most of the classes I took were vinyasa style classes. So, you know, uh, vinyasa, you know, people have different definitions of that. I tend to de- describe it to people as just meaning that you're linking the breath and the movement as opposed to, you know, a flow class or people think of it as, you know, a vigorous class or something like that. They tend to be less uh, static or you don't hold poses as long as maybe in an alignment or an Iyengar style class. But I find that even now that link of breath and movement, that extra way of drawing your attention into the present by inhaling into one position and exhaling into another position is just a very good exercise in mindfulness. So that's really where I started. And it's pretty much where I stayed. I have taken wonderful alignment classes and Iyengar classes um, with Jean Aronoff, especially. She, I got to give her props. She's amazing. With Cora Wen, um, like you mentioned earlier, but the vinyasa is, it's what spoke to me. You know, there's so many different styles, but it's the vinyasa that really um, worked for my state of mind. And it still does. Oh, yeah, no, of course. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we were kind of discussing it before we, we would start officially recording that a lot of, um, there's so many different types of yoga and thoughts on yoga that I think there's, there's probably, I would say, a form of yoga for everybody. Um, I guess, you know, some people are, you know, when they try something new are maybe quick to dismiss it if it's not for them right away. But mm-hmm. if, you were, if you were to sample enough variations of, of what yoga is, you could probably find something that fits what you need from it. 
I a hundred percent believe that. And I always try to, you know, I mean, obviously I'm always trying to convince people, you know, to give yoga a try people who are thinking, Oh no, that's absolutely not for me or who like take one class and that teacher or that style wasn't for them. So they decide that yoga in general is not for them. And I'm always trying to explain, you know, if you've taken one class, you've really only taken one class. You, you don't have the, you know, experience yet to decide how yoga can help you but I think that there is a style of yoga there is a way of yoga that is just for absolutely everybody yeah and I I would tell people who would you know take a yoga class and you know and they would come to me as like it, it wasn't for me or I didn't like that style or I didn't you know like that teacher and I was like okay well you now know what you don't like so, right. which is information still like, like that, right. that maybe you maybe that style of yoga is not for you but maybe you need like the vinyasa or you need an alignment class or restorative yoga don't don't give up on it just because you had one experience that didn't quite meet your expectations absolutely and what's interesting is that you'll find when you get started that over time what you might need changes you know like you might feel really intimidated by say the more vigorous styles of practice in the beginning and then crave them as you, you know, move through your own yoga journey and, you know, become a little more flexible perhaps, or just become, you know, a little more strong, whatever it is. Or in the other direction also, you might find that, you know, you're looking for a sweat and you're looking for a workout and that's the only kind of yoga that interests you until you discover that some gentler styles, you know, really soothe you or, you know, heal something in you that you didn't even know you were looking for. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's sort of like something that I, I, I speak about or talk about too. I mean, now that I, with, with age and wisdom, I guess, hopefully wisdom behind me, um, work, work, you know, the health and fitness industry in general, I mean, is, is very, in terms of like when people think of it, they think of that sweating really hard and pushing yourself right. really hard. And, and it's one that it's, it doesn't have to be that way. And especially for people who, who craves sort of that um, high intensity, really work hard, really push hard type of mentality. Uh, yes. they're, they're the people who need to do something more restorative or slower. They, they I have enough, absolutely agree. They have enough stress in their life and they probably, you know, go to things that they, you know, that gives them that adrenaline cortisol burst. And they're the people who need to like do the gentle yoga or the slow yoga or, or the restorative yoga. Exactly. But in my experience it tends to be like in that way vinyasa can be a gateway you know because I've had people who say to me oh you know I would never take a yoga class because you don't sweat and I would say well you know come to one of my intermediate classes and tell me afterwards that you're not sweaty because I promise you you're gonna sweat and if it gets them in the door and you know gets them to see yoga from another perspective then over time they might be willing to find those gentler places within themselves they might be able to look at a gentle yoga class or even a restorative you know or, or yin class and um, find something that they didn't know they were looking for to find something they didn't know that they needed no that's absolutely true I, I'm also big on the um, on that point that you were just making of, of meeting people kind of where they're at right uh, if this is if, if this is like I said if this is getting them in the door they they may be benefit from a restorative yoga class but if they're willing at least to explore um, a yoga class then that's the gateway to hopefully for them discovering other things that yoga has to offer for them absolutely 
I think, I mean, you know, especially when people have been practicing as long as you have and I have, and, you know, over time, we tend to evolve ourselves, you know, like whatever I started out feeling like I needed or, you know, grew to feel like I needed over time. I mean, you age too. I'm 54 years old now. When I started, I was in my mid thirties. I have that much life experience under my belt. I have, you know, different needs now just from the personal things that have happened to me in the last year. And if you stay open to that, there's a yoga space for you. Like on your mat, there is always a practice for you. It doesn't have to be what you've always done, or you don't always have to be progressing to towards some greater goal in yoga. You can, it can just meet you where you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I would say the benefit of having, I mean, doing yoga, you get this benefit anyway, but having spent time with the practice for, you know, as long as we both have, it's, um, you, you really, hopefully, well, I mean, hopefully you'll, you'll know more about your body, both, you know, the, the physical part of it and the mental, emotional part of it. And realize that, as you said, like different, different practices may be required as you get older and they may be required on different days too. I mean, every, every time you go to the mat, sure. it's a different, if it's a different, you're a different person every time you come to the mat each day. I agree. I mean, I, th- I think that over time and well, this is at least I know has happened to me. I take less classes now, you know, I tend to be much more self-guided because I've been doing it for this long that, you know, I'm able to understand what my body and mind are asking of me that day when I get on the mat. I'm able to self-guide through a yoga practice. And a lot of people, you know, who take classes don't think that they're able to do that. I think that, you know, a wonderful gift they could give themselves is just to get on the mat for five minutes and explore and see because their bodies might know more than their minds are telling them that they do you know they can find a practice of their own um even if it's just for a little while or each day or something like that and feel less reliant on having to show up somewhere you know what i mean oh yeah definitely definitely i think that's like a i think when you know someone who's been taking class i think a person who is moving from classroom to doing it on their own you know if they just take five minutes to just you know what is what is my what is my body asking me to do and the two don't even have to be mutually exclusive you can take classes and have your own practice you know for yourself you just self-guided no right or wrong no you know has to be an hour long or it has to be you know this intensity or not just whatever comes to you um and then that becomes a real gift of of the practice is that the practice becomes the teacher. Beautiful. That's that's beautifully said, and it's true. It's it is true. I mean, if you can, you know, and, and also it's. I mean, to go to the. I mean, something that you know we hopefully will have time to touch upon. But if not, we'll have to have you back. But you know, you teaching Ashtanga, which is like the um, you know, there's a series of, of poses mm-hmm. you do. I think some people think um, they they have to do something different each time they come to the mat. Is my sometimes when people say, "Oh, I, I can't practice on my own. I want to go to a class so the teacher can guide me." Because although I just just do the same thing, well, and that's fine too. You can do the same thing on your mat every right. day. You don't have to like you don't have to like be thinking creatively of of all these things you could do on your mat, or even think about doing more intense poses or you know 
the, I guess, bigger poses that everyone thinks of. You could, you could just do seated poses or hands and knees poses. Or you can just do three sun salutations and take Shavasana. I love Ashtanga for, for students who want to have a home practice. Um, not necessarily a full series. It doesn't have to be full primary series or anything like that. But the, the trick with Ashtanga is that you don't have to make any decisions <laughs> while you're doing the practice. You are doing the same set of postures. You're doing them. Each movement is connected to a breath. Each vinyasa is counted. Um, you know it in your bones, so your mind does not have to, you know, remind you of what to do. And if you happen to forget a particular pose, nobody cares. Um, but it's a wonderful way for students who come to me and say, you know, how can I develop a practice at home, even if they're not Ashtanga students? I often say, start with three sun salutations, start with three sun A's. And, you know, if you're feeling great, move it to five sun A's. And if you're feeling still like you want to stay on your mat, add a couple of sun B's to that. And then lie down, take Shavasana. And that's really what the beginning of the Ashtanga practice is for everyone. You know, no matter how far advanced you get in those series, it all starts with Surya Namaskar with the sun salutations. And those alone, you know, those movements really get into just every major muscle group. They get into like every major joint in your body. You have that experience of that moving meditation where you're just breathing and moving for whether it's 20 minutes or for some people who stay on their mat for an hour and a half. That's the gift of Ashtanga, the practice is the teacher and you can just do it. You can just ride that wave. And that's where vinyasa came from. Really vinyasa grew out of the ashtanga sequence where people started saying, Hey, let's add this and let's do this and let's get creative with it. And that's wonderful. I'm all for creativity. I love creativity, but when you're intimidated and you're not sure like what's the right thing to do next and it keeps you from getting on your mat, it's wonderful to, have a practice already just like set out for you. It's been around for decades. Thousands of people all over the world are doing it too. You can do as little or as much of it as you want to. Just get on your mat and do it. And that's what Ashtanga, that's where Ashtanga meets me personally. That's where it works for me. Oh, no, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I think, and that was really good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you went into that a little bit for anyone listening who's you know, thinking about a home practice or just thinking about doing, wanting to do yoga every day, but like, I can't make it to a class. That's a great starting place for them to begin. Right. And, and I keep telling, I tell students all the time and it's enough. Start with the sun salutations. You don't have to add anything. If you feel like adding something, that's great, but you don't have to think about it that much because any student who's come to my class more than twice knows Surya Namaskar, knows the sun salutation, a sequence. And can do a few of those in the morning, you know, after their shower or before their breakfast or whatever it is, you know. And uh, once it gets you on your mat, you might be surprised by the places that you take yourself. But um, but it's also enough in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Just just starting there. That's you know, anyone listening. Just if you're not doing it already, that's a good place for you to start is uh, just start with you know, your sun salutation and, and just bring yourself to the mat and see and see what right. happens with the rest of your 
body and what your body is telling you. And, and you'll, if you listen to it, it'll tell you, it will tell you the poses, or at least it will tell you the movements you need to do or you for that day. Right. Absolutely. You know, your body is craving. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you can do the sequence as it's set out. I mean, I would say for anybody listening who hasn't or isn't familiar with the sun salutations, it's real easy to Google Surya Namaskar A or even easier sun salutation series A. If you throw in Ashtanga, you'll come up with some great teachers just teaching that opening sequence. Um, Breathe in and lift up, breathe out and fold forward. And that's really just how the sequence continues. You inhale and you expand and you exhale and you contract and move inward. It loops around and it takes you back to where you started again. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I have to, I have to ask you just, you know, because of you, you've so eloquently described and talked about, you know, all these things so far. Um, so you're obviously you, you are a teacher, as I said. So what got you from just doing yoga to teaching yoga and why into teach yoga? Honestly, it sort of surprised me when I started because I signed up for a teacher training thinking that I really just love this yoga thing and want to know more. I wanted to deepen my practice, but I also wanted to understand more about the philosophy behind it, about the yoga sutras, about the chakra system, you know, so much goes into those teacher trainings, the 200 hours. And obviously I've gone on to do more, more and more hours over the years. So I was just looking to enrich my own practice when I did the training, the first one, never thinking that I would teach. Honestly, I was self-employed. I was working as a medical transcriptionist. I was sitting at a desk for hours and hours every day at home. And I was the mother to three small boys. It never occurred to me that I would end up teaching, but something happened during that training that made me want to give that a try, that made me want to share what I had learned. And really that's all that is, is teaching is, is taking what you already know and sharing it with somebody who doesn't know. It's not, you know, like you have to know everything there is to know about yoga. You are sharing it with people who know a little less than you and you want to pass that wisdom along, to pass that beauty along to other people. Then, of course, the more you learn, the more you want to share. And that's really how it sort of snowballed into me becoming, at one time, a full-time yoga teacher. I just found that teaching yoga turned out to be as satisfying and as beneficial to me as practicing yoga was. I felt that same sort of afterglow <laughs> after teaching that I did after practicing. I, I know other teachers have expressed this also, but in some ways you learn more from teaching than you do from practicing. And then the practice becomes the teacher and the teacher becomes the practice and it's just all one beautiful circle. But that's where it started, really, with just wanting to know more. Yeah, wow. I mean, I I always share the same thing. I just wanted to know more, and I had no intention of of teaching when I started. I think a lot of people feel that way. I mean, I eventually went on to uh, be a teacher trainer. So I've had an opportunity, and it's such a fun thing to do to train other people to become teachers, which is another great way to connect. It was just another avenue of sharing what I love to do. So now instead of just sharing this yoga that I love to practice, now I get to share this teaching that I love to do with other people. 
And I've seen so many people come to, you know, there's these teacher trainings having no idea, you know, that they're, whether they're going to teach at all or having no desire to teach at all. And then finding a spark could be anything, could be, you know, they want to teach kids or they want to teach the elderly or they want to teach, you know, cancer patients or they want to teach, you know, huge vinyasa classes and, you know, sold out, <laughs> um, you know, rooms somewhere. I don't know, but, but it all starts with a spark. No, yeah, definitely. I, um, I've had the opportunity to, to do, a, you know, to do some teaching of teachers and, um, and then also I, prior to the pandemic and everything, um, I was teaching, um, massage therapy to, um, you know, future massage therapists. And there is, there is that uh, spark when people come in and they're, not sure about it or what they're going to do with it or if this is right for them and then seeing them light up when they find their thing and uh, and getting to getting to pass on to the next generation the knowledge you've had from doing it and also trying to help guide them in the direction that might suit them and also avoid any pitfalls you might have had along the way it's a uh, it's very yeah. fulfilling <laughs> Yes, it absolutely is. And it's, you know, it's just sharing love. You share something that you have love for with other people. And, you know, that's a gift that, you know, you get to do that as a job, you know, here I get, not only do I get to do something I love, I get to share what I love with other people. It's also sort of, um, you know, it's a way it's, you know, yoga, you know, yoga and, you know, martial arts tradition that I come from as well. It's a, there's, there's a, like a legacy to it. There's sort of, um, you know, passing on what you learn and, you know, right. it's sort of, you're able to help more people, you know, theoretically, because you've, you've taught these teachers and hopefully they will go on to inspire and help other people too. So it's very right. It's, you know, that's sort of that continuing to put out good vibes and energy into the world by, you know, giving more teachers who can do and help more people out in the world. Absolutely. It's like this cosmic, just, you know, just keep passing it on. Right. It's just like you do one good deed for someone and they pass it on and it just becomes exponential. And hopefully someday the whole world will be just a whole big band of yogis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yogis and martial artists and, you know peacemakers be a beautiful thing yeah absolutely uh, well this has been lovely deborah getting a chance to reconnect with you and, and have you on the show um i, I hope you i hope you enjoy this and we'll come back because i would love I to absolutely did this is so much fun please uh, invite me back i would love to do it again because there's so much i still want to uh, talk to you about and um and, and different avenues we can get into but um i you know i know you're um taking a little bit of a break and time for yourself right now but is there are there places people can take classes to you'd like to direct them to, or are you doing privates with people or whatever, whatever, you know, however you want people to find you or get in touch with you if they want to. Currently, as far as group classes go, I'm only teaching two, two group classes a week just for the time being. And they're both a training station. Thank you, James. Um, which is, like I said, it's a very comfortable place for me. I'm in a very com uncomfortable place in my life right now. So to go to training station and to be among that family and to be in that space is a very comforting thing for me. So I'm there um, Wednesday mornings at 9.30 and Sunday mornings at 9.30. And that's ongoing. We may be adding more classes. As far as privates is concerned, I'm always available to talk about privates and you can find me at, I actually have a website. Don't look at the 
class schedule on that website because I haven't updated it <laughs> um, in a couple of years. So that's not legit. But everything else, the contact information is the same. It's at www.yogadeb.com. And through that website, you can find me. And if you're interested in, you know, setting up one private lesson or setting up, you know, a group of private lessons or even small group lessons, you know, in your home or in another place, I'm available to do that. I'm keeping my options open. I was going to ask you because we we have, um, I think I have some listeners from different parts who are outside of New York um, where you are. Um, I guess you could do Zoom sessions if someone wanted to reach out Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. At any time we can, there's so many ways to reach out now. It's a wonderful thing. I mean, I know that the pandemic just brought us all down and it was a major bummer, but it definitely opened up the world in new ways. And, you know, yes, if you reach out to me from wherever you are in the world and you want to work with me, I would love to meet you. Excellent. Well, um, well, thank you again, Deborah, for being on the show. And um, I will, for the people listening, I will put um, links in the show notes uh, for Deborah's website so you can get in touch with her. And I'll, I guess I'll probably put a link um, for the training stations class schedule. I think they still keep that online in the show notes. So if you are, I haven't checked in a while, but yeah, (laughs) let's, let's, if it's, let's hope it's there. If it's there, audience listening, I will put in the show notes. If it's not there, um, you can contact Deborah directly or rewind this podcast and listen to the dates and the day she's teaching. And you can find her at the training station dot uh, athletic clubs, I think.com. But anyway, I'll put that in the show notes, but, um, well, Deborah, thank you so much. And, uh, I would look forward to having you on again. And, um, thank you so much, James, this has been lovely. And I'm so glad you reached out to me. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And listening audience, if you are enjoying the show, um, and you enjoyed this, uh, talk that I had with Deborah, uh, please, uh, share it with anyone you think also might enjoy this conversation or benefit from it. And also, if you have a moment, uh, you can rate and review the podcast and give me your thoughts. Um, And if you want to reach out directly to me on Facebook, you can find me at Charleston Integrated Wellness. Um, Also, charlestonintegratedwellness at gmail.com is where you can email me directly. And as always, I thank you for listening, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.